Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. Hey, let's do this again. Maybe three to six on a Tuesday. The Jags cutting down to that roster, which they really have. Now we're just debating between two kickers for some reason. Yeah, what's the debate about? What are we making this a hard decision for? They want to keep Casey stringing along. They must really like the Verity kid. Yeah, to, to, to fight so hard to I, keep I this know. going. And say, well, we ought to give you more than a 36-hour chance, day. right? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so out at practice today, those guys uh, were getting after it. And we'll see what uh, the Jaguars decide to do with uh, the two kickers. Uh, they've got until 4 o'clock to get down to that 53-man roster. Interestingly enough, around the NFL... There are some big names that are being cut, or at least names you know. Yeah. And it always begs the question, two things for me. One, is it worth picking up somebody else's trash, <laughs> essentially? And I hate to refer to athletes that way. But, but I get I mean, what you're and, saying. You know, yeah. Someone uh, tossed it aside. Like, or is, there a, it up? is there a treasure in some of those? Because the Jaguars have the number one waiver claim. Mm. The Jaguars could claim a whole new 53-man roster today <laughs> if they want. <laughs> <laughs> and and the other part of that is you could have the all-name team. I mean, you wouldn't know. Like, we could probably go position by position, and you'd be like, huh, that guy's interesting. We should, we should draft in the 5 p.m. hour. <laughs> we might do that. All right. We may draft the folks that were cut. What do you call it? I don't know. The all-trash bag? You can't do it. <laughs> don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I know. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But at the same time, like, the all-trash team kind of sounds good. <laughs> the You've been cast aside, but we're here for you, team. I mean, can we get a quick sponsor for this? <laughs> some sanitation companies? Yes. I mean, we got plenty. I, I hear it's a very competitive industry. Oh, all right. Uh, so we could probably get a quick sponsor on the uh, the recycle bin team. There we go. How about that? That sounds better than trash. Right. I like it. Yeah, because it gives guys a new life. They've yeah. been recycled. You're all recycle bin team. All right. I like that a lot. Blue uniforms with the arrows on them. Like, we could do this. <laughs> Man, if we had a if we had a cast of thousands here, I could already see the artwork would be great. Yeah, this. I'd buy that jersey. Big recycle sign on it. Brent Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz here on a Tuesday. Uh, and uh, the Jags do make some moves. We'll get to them in, in just a moment. The kicker stuff, obviously, and around the league. And this fascinates me. I tweeted this out today, and people love both. And I love, I love the diehard fans. This is really for them. And, and really, it's the social media fans. Yeah. But you start seeing guys drop, and they're like, whoa, I want that guy. Go get that guy. Go get that guy. And the excitement for somebody else that another team just didn't want. We saw it yesterday reason. when Sony Michelle got let go. Sony Michelle is a and, – and by the way, like, I get some of the names. I'd be like, huh, Alex Leatherwood just got cut, right? He's a former first-round pick. How long did they even have him? Like a year? Alex Leatherwood got cut? Yeah. Look at you. You're going to pick him up in your draft. Yeah. You're like, oh, put him on the board. <laughs> yes. No, but him. like Dallas was talking about trading for him, so now they get him for free. Well, they could unless the Jags pick him up on the waivers. You have those situations so, out there. So, yeah, you have those kind of situations, but I think the fans, is fu it's funny to me on social media, get really excited about undrafted free agents coming out of the draft. Like, you can pick somebody in the fifth round, and they get more excited about somebody that's undrafted free agent that we signed. Yeah. Like, for this year, it was Kevin Austin. Like, everybody loved Kevin Austin when they when Notre Dame receiver. Chad's got him in undrafted free agency, and I think they spent a decent amount of money on him, too. Like, I think it was, it was high for, dollar. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, right? Yeah. They paid high dollar for for his undrafted free agent rights. Mm -hmm. Here you go. 
and he's gone. But I remember the Jags fans getting super excited about that. Money like, well more spent. More excited than whoever they picked in the fifth round. What do you think that's about? Is that like you don't know what you don't know until you know? So there's hope springs eternal until you know. And, and listen, there were great stories about undrafted free agency here in Jacksonville alone, from Keelan Cole to um, Alan Hearns to James Robinson most recently to Montel Owens, who was a pro bowler. I mean, we've had good luck in Jacksonville at times in that situation. So like I get by the way I'm not knocking it. I just think it's interesting how jacked up everybody gets yeah. for like what really is a guy that might not even play even if he makes the team. Mm. Uh, the Jets don't have a glaring enough hole right now in their front end starters that they don't have a plan to play somebody. It's not like they've got an injury at corner and you have to go to your like fourth corner that nobody's comfortable with. Yeah, to Casey's point, Dallas is kicking the tires on every offensive tackle in the league because they need a they need a tackle out. Yeah, so Jags can go pick up Leatherwood, but he's sitting on the bench. Nah, don't pick up Leatherwood. I'm just saying, right? Who's the guy that got everybody's attention today? Tyler Johnson. Yeah, from the Bucks. Preston pick Williams for the Dolphins. Also, Marlon Mack got cut. Marlon Mack gets cut. That's yeah, another so guy. All didn't these have a guys, spot, and everybody's yeah. like, oh yeah, pick him up, pick him up. They won't even get on the field. I'm not saying you can't, you shouldn't pick him up, but you remember now you're to the point you got to cut somebody. Yeah. So who's expendable for the Jags to take a flyer on Tyler Johnson? And now you have to factor that in as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't think you'll see as many waiver claims as you want to see. Is is my guess? Because right now, I think people would have, like, five players they would put a claim in for. That's the other part, right? Like, you're at the point in the preseason where you're getting your rosters set. If you need to pick up ten guys off the uh, waiver wire, you're you're in a world of hurt right now. Yeah, and I don't think the Jags are there. That's a, that's yeah. the crazy part. They have number one waiver wire position. So, you, can, you do that, and you utilize that. Yeah. You know, I don't think the Jags utilized that enough maybe last year, but... They have an opportunity to utilize that, so that's an advantage over the rest of the league. Bring back to Sean Gibson. He just got cut. It's interesting how long he hung around. But I think you bring up a good point about camp. Like, you're bringing somebody in who wasn't with you at all. You really don't know how they fit. Uh, you don't know, uh, you know, if they can pick up the system. Yeah, you don't know any of those things. So they better be pretty good because coaches don't trust what they don't know. I mean, even if they are good, like, it's still going to take them time to get up and running. Like, I mean, if this is your plan A, then then your actual plan A went in the dumpster. How about the Jags uh, cutting Jay Tufeli, fourth-round pick from a year ago? Yep. That's going to be a tough thing to do, give up on a draft pick. But I told you guys about him. Now, what I was a little surprised, they cut Antoine, too, number 93. I yeah, told you, you between 93 and 97. Other, I yeah. thought it was between those two guys. Yeah. I'm a little surprised they cut both of them. But I guess I'm not surprised they cut Tufeli. It's just a bad pick, right? Yeah, it just mm -hmm. didn't work out. When they drafted him, I remember this. I still have a Snapchat video on my phone. Can't play it because I cursed a lot. But <laughs> when they gra drafted him and they put up the graphic on the screen, it said, struggles to find the ball. And I guess we can confirm he never could never find the ball. Yeah. On Tufeli, that was like yes. his, that was the, like a write-up on him. It's an interesting thing from a defensive tackle. Well, like they drafted him, and he couldn't find the football. Yeah. So I, 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 said, I could see that about a corner being written, but that's kind of an interesting thing. I was very upset because Brevin Jordan was still on the board. I liked Brevin Jordan. It's yeah. just another way to say he's never around the ball when the player. Well, not only that, but who, the, the Detroit kid, uh, St. Brown? Yes. He was picked after Tefeli. Yeah, oh, Amon Ra. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. 
So, I mean, listen, that happens every draft. Happens to the Jags a lot. I mean, Evan McPherson, too, if we want to play that game. But, yeah. <laughs> we'll be well, here all day, man. You can play that game more with, say, Brown. I mean, with Brown than you can with the, with Evan McPherson for me. They've had 18 kicker. kickers know, in two years. What do you mean? Hey, we got James McCourt now, man. I am not worried about kicker anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so, Tefeli is is... So I guess what I as you look at this roster construction, do you mind a move like that because you understand the scheme change? You see the uh, Minnesota Vikings cut three of their top 100 draft picks from last year. Yeah, man. Now they had a regime change. How much? I mean, Trent Baalke likes big guys, trenches. I gotta believe Tefeli was more a bulky pick. Do you put that on him? Do you just give him a pass because of the scheme change and this is a better scheme anyway and Mike Caldwell comes in and how are you supposed to know that's going to happen, all those things? I mean, it's supposed to be a partnership between the head coach and the, the guy running the, the personnel side of things. So you can't just throw it at, you know, Urban again and you're like, oh, it's a scheme thing. It's not Balky's fault. You know, he's still trying to pick guys that are going to make NFL rosters here. Yeah, I wonder, you know, we've been very good. I say we, I mean the fan base. Like, not a lot of bulky blame going around. Not right now, no. I mean... I think people are happy not with a lot this of last praise. Draft, They're not willing to go there yet either, but not a lot of blame. You see some praise certainly around the 2022 draft. Well, that's true. But I, I, wonder, if, I wonder if this is one, like, the people just not care about a fourth-round draft pick and, like, boom, you already wasted it on a team like this? Or the Jags, got to remember, Jags have had, like, 30 draft picks over the last few years. You're going to lose some of those. So yeah. I mean, you can't hit on 30. It also <laughs> helps that one of the things I think a lot of people are excited about with the team this year is that front seven, really, but, you know, certainly the pass rush and the guys up front. Tufeli wasn't one of those guys going after the quarterback, but he was certainly one of those guys up against the offensive line in the trenches. So if you feel like that's one of the stronger upgrades you've had in the offseason, maybe it doesn't hurt as much when you lose a guy like him. I think uh, I'll tell you two things came true that I heard in the spring, which means this was a pretty good source. Okay. And, I, and I've shared this before many a times. Um, Tufeli was a guy that was, was going to be hard for him in this scheme. I was told that in the spring. Also, the Deshaun Dixon kid they really like, number 47. He's a he's pass rusher. He makes the squad as of right now. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure I saw a whole heck of a lot in games. But they like him to the point where they saw enough in practice. So I give him a shot. And they're going to give him a shot and keep him over others. Now, Jameer Jones makes the squad as well, and he's bounced around the league a little bit. He's got some experience. So, I mean, outside of Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, you have a lot unproven on that outside pass rush. Uh, You know, I call them pass rush. They call them linebackers in this scheme. But, I mean, there's just not a lot there. I mean, you have Chase on who's supposed to be there, but he's only got, what, two sacks in his career? And then you have Jabir Jones, who's bounced around for a couple seasons out of Notre Dame. And then you have this Dixon kid who's a little bit like like a maybe project, long shot guy. Um, Jags better hope they, they get a lot of production out of Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen. They're going to need it, right? I mean, they, they really want to set the tone with those guys, and obviously you, you want to see them have help from the other pass rushers like an Arden Key, like a Dwayne Smoot, but... Uh, Man, I, you just you get nervous about the lack of proven commodities, not just on that front, but like throughout the whole team. Yeah, and and see that's you just brought up a really good point and a good reminder, and this is why you've got guys like Arden Key and Smoot that can move around. 
They're just not listed in the linebacker room, mm-hmm. you know, the way Allen and, and Trayvon Walker are. But you're right. But they I, all play I, the same I view role them there. as those yeah. guys that can rush the passer. So, sure. really, the Jags should feel comfortable about going four deep with their pass rush. And then you do have these other guys like Jones and um, and and Dixon. And Chase on, I, listen, he was a lock to make the team. I think they feel better about Chase on than the fan, fan base does. But there's still a lot to be proven there yep. from Caleb on Chase on. So maybe we should feel pretty good about most of their defense and even some of their depth on defense. Uh, I think the other big winner in all of this, by the way, is Devon Hamilton. And we don't talk a lot about Devon, but Tufeli they drafted. Malcolm Brown they traded for last year. And the guy still standing out of all of them and winning the job is Devon Hamilton. Yep. And... I like Devon. I, I don't see a ton from the last few years, but there were moments his rookie year especially where you, you're like, oh, I like I like how this is working out. And so now will Mike Caldwell and, and the rest of this defensive staff get the best out of Devon Hamilton in this scheme? Uh, we will certainly see. So some interesting – I don't know if the moves were as, as interesting as I think what it says about who they already have. That's what I'm getting after. Uh, you know, we, we haven't talked about Devon Hamilton – in like a year and a half. I was going to say close to ever, probably. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and now all of a sudden you like, and he plays a position in this defense, by the way, that's probably not going to talk about him a lot anyway. He clogs up the middle. That's what he's going to have to do. Yeah. But it's not going to be a sexy stat position. It was something the Jags needed some help with last year. And so, again, this is, uh, I think those things are are important because he was a draft pick out of that class. That it looks like he's made, paved his way through some uh, changes in defense, schematic changes, plenty of competition, and maybe Devon Hamilton is a guy that, that deserves more credit than even we're giving him to uh, still be the guy here in Jacksonville. Agree. He certainly wasn't the cheapest of options they had on the table. No. Uh, Jacks still have plenty of money, by the way. I saw a list the, the other day that I think uh, the top 10 teams against the cap the most, and I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars are against it anymore. I think cutting guys like Malcolm Brown certainly help. Rudy Ford helps. And I think now they've got a decent amount of money. They don't have a plethora of it. Like uh, Chicago has like $85 million. They don't have that. But they also are not San Francisco, who actually did create a little cap space yesterday with the move with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I just, I don't really understand the the wizard math that happens with some of these teams. We looked at San Francisco last week. They were actually over the cap when we looked at them. They had to do some... uh, financial gymnastics to get under the cap, and they ended up doing that with that Garoppolo contract. But uh, I'm looking for the current rank for our uh, Duval Big Cats in terms of the cap. They're towards the bottom. They're a little under the halfway mark. Yeah, but that's not bad. No, if you're outside the top ten, sure. that's good. What they does it about say? Ten and a half million? Yeah. yeah. You know for what that year. does? That allows you, if you really wanted to at some point, at the trade deadline, to make a move for somebody that has a significant salary yeah. cap number, Yeah, you could probably do it. And now, if you if you have like you two million dollars under the cap, you, you're you're going to be very limited. Mm. But at ten and a half million dollars, you you can actually make a move. Now, are the Jags going to be in a position where they're going to keep adding at the trade deadline? Eh, maybe not. You know, unless they get off to a heck of a start. But they will have some decisions to make at the end of the season. They'll be a little bit over. Obviously, some contracts coming up. Who are who are some of the other big winners surviving the roster cut? For the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, I guess just to let everybody else out there know, if you haven't seen it, 
Uh, Israel Antoine waved. Kevin Austin Jr. waved. Rashad Berry, Jeff Cotton Jr., Xavier Crawford. Crawford, who had played a lot, by the way, this preseason. Coy Cronk, he's an offensive lineman. Nick Ford, offensive lineman. Willie Johnson, remember, had that punt return called back in the Hall of Fame game. Gregory Jr., Io Ayalola, who will go back on the roster probably as their international player, um, if I have that correct. E.J. Perry, quarterback waved. Garrett Prince, tight end waved. Jay Tefelli, as we just talked about. Darrell Williams, backup center waved. Raekwon Williams, uh, defensive tackle, also uh, waved slash injured. Uh, so the uh, Jags are, are down to, again, uh, 54. And uh, they'll make one more move by 4 o'clock today, presumably the kicker, because they're not going to keep two. And um, my guess is it's going to be James McCourt as the kicker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think 100% of Jacksonville would agree on that. So who are the other big winners? I just mentioned Devon Hamilton, big winner. Jameer Jones, big winner. Uh, Deshaun Dixon, big winner. Josh Thompson, big winner. Undrafted guy out of Texas. Earns himself a job on special teams and the back end at safety. Uh, who else are we missing here from a big winner? Well, Tim Jones, big winner. Oh, yeah. And he earned it. You know, he's got more attention. As the Stuart Weber just said in our group text on the TV side, Tim Jones has now talked to Action Sports Jacks three times in the last week. <laughs> we never <laughs> talked to him before. <laughs> so that's how much he earned. Oh, yeah. He earned a, he earned a few interviews with Action Sports Jacks over the last week. Uh, I'll give you another winner because I thought they would go a little light in this room, and at least for now, is Makai Sargent, my Key West guy. Yeah, you thought he wouldn't make it, right? Yeah, you thought I thought, they would carry I thought three. they'd go three backs, yeah. you know, and potentially six receivers, right? Right. But after they traded away LaVisca Chenault and then cut Laquan Treadwell, that opened the door for had. Sargent to at least make it for now. I still wonder if Sargent will be on this roster in a couple of weeks. Do I you think, think that's a position they could go get. Do you think there's, all right, so I was going to say, do you think there's a possibility to bring somebody else in as opposed to just I really believe off? that to be the case. Unless I'm just not as high on Sargent or haven't seen enough of them that, that they are. They're, what do you think they're looking for? You think they're looking for a James Robinson type, a versatile yes. guy? or No, I think, they're, I think right now they should be looking for a veteran pound the ball in between the tackles yeah. guy. Um, don't you guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's certainly what they're lacking right now. Well, not only lacking, but at least for the early going, they're going to have to maybe rely on somebody else other than James to do that. You know, ETN can do some of that. He can run between the tackles, but he's still not like a move-the-pile forward guy like James Robinson. Who's the goal line guy? Yeah. ETN also essentially a rookie this year. Is Connor your goal line guy right now? I mean, he would have to be, right? It's not going to be ETN unless they're throwing out to the, the flat on a screen or something Let's like that. Let's take a look at some of the running backs around the league that are available, some of the names that, that the Jags could be interested in to add to some of their depth when we come back. We take a break. 53-man roster will be official in about 40 minutes. Uh, teams have until 4 o'clock, so it's been a lot of transactions happening around the National Football League here on a Tuesday. And we're live on ESPN 690. We'll be right back. really strong you know anytime you can fortify your lines to me you know it always starts with that yeah you gotta check the box starting most notably with jordan davis so um i think they've closed the gap on dallas i probably give dallas a slight advantage just because of uh the difference in quarterbacks but overall uh tip of the cap because uh the eagles really did have a good offseason 
Got some heat on them. Man, you guys love the Eagles, don't you? I really kind of hate them, but for the purposes of this conversation, yeah, I you, like, you love them. I like being right I'm better riding, than I like uh, riding hating or them. dying with Dak. <laughs> then you you will die a slow one. Everybody's all over the Eagles now. Oh yeah, they should be. They're hot. Yeah, we don't we have like this thing you brought up. You saw like the GMs that people trust the least is like Howie Roseman and. Now he's, like, kicking ass everywhere. Yeah, so there's uh, an agent survey every year where they ask uh, 26 reps about, like, trending stories. And one of the things they ask every year are, who are the GMs you trust the most and who are the GMs you trust the least? And uh, right there, Eagles GM Howie Roseman at the top. By the way, Roseman uh, had the most last year as well. So two years running, the least trustworthy. Now, listen, coming from an agent or a player rep, that might be a good thing for the Eagles, right? It means the guy's getting some good deals done, taking advantage of some people. <laughs> Maybe the players don't like it, but the team might. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he's a good player now. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's really developed into a good player. The Saints couldn't come up, I guess, on a long-term deal with him, and so they trade him. Uh, there have been some trades today in the NFL. It wasn't just LaVisca yesterday. But uh, Philadelphia, I mean, it's really going to come down to how good Jalen Hurts is. Yeah. Yeah, because they've put some pretty good stuff around. They got good right. receivers on that team right and now. For the first time in a Brown, long time. You know, making a move like this to solidify your defense even more. Their offensive line, I mean, you can argue is the best in football. I yep. mean, it was last year, I think. So, it's a lot to like. They put, I'll tell you what, they put that new coach in a good position, didn't they? Yeah, man. Um, to succeed and... And can he get the most out of them? They're not going to sneak up on anybody. Last year they were sneaking up on people. Now they're becoming like, you know, the, the favorite trendy topic. Yeah. Well, the question everybody. is, can they can they graduate from a middle of the pack eight and eight, or I should say eight and nine team, to someone with double digit wins this year? I guess time will tell. If you're playing the Giants twice and you're playing your Cowboys twice and those Commanders twice, I mean, you may have a little bit of help there. Yeah, I mean, let's not put the Giants, the Commanders, and the Cowboys category, all right? I mean, golly, like, I'm just sitting here defending the Cowboys like I'm a lifelong Dallas Cowboy fan. <laughs> but they are not the Commanders. Either. Yeah, no, that's true. They got some pieces. <laughs> some pieces? They got some pieces. I think a lot of people would sign up for some of their pieces. Oh, yeah. Like two of their wide receivers. And their quarterback is good. Yeah. And their linebacker is not bad. Tight end is good. Their <laughs> linebacker is really good. <laughs> I mean, and their, and their corner did like have like 200 picks last year. I'm just saying, this is a team <laughs> where you used to fear that offensive line. No one is fearing the offensive That's line. That's true. You used to fear this running attack even before Zeke, and you're not really fearing the running attack right now with Tony Pollard really driving the bus and... You know, the defense is questionable, too, but obviously CeeDee Lamb is uh, is a big deal. Dak Prescott, you don't want to discount what Zeke can do, but he doesn't seem like the Zeke of old at this point. It's been a couple of years now. Well, you, listen, you've heard me say it. I, I'm a big Dallas fan, but I'm not a big Zeke fan. Yeah. Um, and I hate to say that, but I think he's, in my opinion, he's the most self-rated guy. I got the, in my, like, if I had a vote, I don't know, one of these kind of votes, like you pulled out the <laughs> athletic like survey. Yeah. If I had a vote for over most overrated player in the league, it would be Zeke. If I had a vote for a most underrated player, I said he yes, it would be Kirk Cousins. Hmm. Like, it wouldn't even be hard for me. Like, that's it. And, and I might be a little too, too dramatic on the Zeke stuff. Well, I think it's like a year or two past its prime, to be honest with you. I, I would have agreed with that take last year and uh, maybe not as much the year before, but it would have been a good take. Uh, this year, I think people see it coming. It, it's been a while for him. So I don't, I don't know that everyone is regarding him as top of the list when it comes to running backs anymore. But... I, I get the point, right? Like, he's got that name where you go, yeah, man, he's supposed to be a good player. And then you watch him carry the rock like 15 times for 60 yards, and you're like, what were we scared of? 
Yeah, I, I, you know, most overrated player from last year, I guess, would have to be con- contractually like Kenny Galladay, right? Oh, man, yes. I mean, is he is he even making the roster? Have they cut him yet? But there was some talk that they might cut him. I hadn't seen that they did. Let me check the Giants. Uh, Kenny movements. Galladay has not been cut. He hasn't? No. I think there was some conversation, though, over the last day or so that, that he could get cut. Or I don't know if that's like yeah. somebody just surmising or real stuff. All right. Hey, where, where do the Jags need to go on their roster? Casey. You're a waiver wire number one. You're in Trent Baalke's office right now. And you're you're like one of the coaches on the roster. Pick whatever coach because you're about to go to the table and say, hey, Trent, we need to add more depth here. Or this guy's out there. He can really help us. Like, this is a big improvement for X. Where are you going? Tyler Johnson. So you like Tyler Johnson more than Preston Williams. This is receivers, by the uh, way. Yeah. Yes, it is receivers. And, yes, I do. Because Kenyon Drake's gone, so we move on. Yeah, because he's going to Baltimore, it looks like, right? Yeah. And, but, like, I don't feel strongly enough about Marlon Mack over Tyler Johnson. Like, Tyler Johnson's, like, young. He's, like, two years in the league. He yeah, made he's plays. 24. Yeah, like, he's made plays. He's not fast. Clay Harbor documented that on Twitter if you haven't seen it. He's slow. Four seven five. Yeah, but it's okay. Urban's not the coach anymore. You're going to, at some point, have to replace Marvin Jones, probably. I'm not saying this is the guy to do it. I'm just saying you bring in a young receiver who's made plays in the league. I'm with it. It's so funny how quick I was looking. <laughs> Wikipedia had him already as a jag. And yeah, I, saw, I saw that Clay Harbor, and I said uh, Clay Harbor 475, and then I saw somebody tweet, I don't know who it was, the jag should run the waiver wire claim to get Tyler Johnson. I said, well, they might beat Tyler Johnson there <laughs> if he's running a 475. <laughs> I, was not, I wasn't going to be very nice on social media, so I thought it would be better if I said it here. He's talented, man. He can play. <laughs> Do you get concerned? Like, Preston Williams has had some numbers, too, with Miami. And do you get concerned about a guy that was with Tom Brady the last couple of years and kind of the whole Brady makes everybody better type thing, even the slow guy? No. You got to believe he brings some of that good stuff with him, too, right? Some of the influence of playing with the GOAT. Obviously, right. you're not going to have the same quarterback play from whoever you're going to play with, but maybe he learned a thing or two he could pass on. You know, that might be good in the locker room. I did see some folks, you know... um, talking about the size of Williams, which I get intrigued about, like that big... Who are the Jacks throwing to in the red zone? Tim Jones! <laughs> like, do they need a big receiver? They don't really have... We actually talked about this last we week, did. two weeks ago. I don't think the Jags are taller than 6'2 or 6'3 in that receiver room. Well, not only that, but they don't also don't really have the big tight end. Now, Dan Arnold's pretty big. He's a pretty big guy, so red zone-wise, you could use him. But they're going to run the leapfrog. Somebody gets down, you jump up off them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, listen, we have raved about, hey, look how tall this Colin Johnson, right? We said, look how good he's going to be in the red zone. That didn't really manifest itself. Sure. We've done it with Mercedes Lewis, who actually did have some nice years in the red zone. But sure, you got to put a few things together to make it work. But it's, I'm just, it could be a little bit of an overrated topic. But if you're looking at their receiving core and you're saying, hey, what's different or what don't we have? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Tyler Johnson cr- checks off a lot of the boxes of what don't we have. I think a guy like Preston Williams, for the sake of this argument, does. He's six foot five. He's a big guy. Okay, but like hypothetically, Jags go out, they bring in Williams. Like, do you think you're seeing him that often? 
I don't think you've been bringing. I don't think you're seeing any guy very often. All right. I think these are you're trying to build depth in your room just in case. I don't think you're going to see Tim Jones very often. If you're bringing in the guy because he's a good red zone option, but you're not actually going to go to him in the red zone, like what are we bringing in? Well, that's my point though. Aren't you more apt to put a guy in who's six five in those red zone situations than you are like where's Tyler Johnson going to fit? Like who are you taking out? You can take somebody out in the red zone and say okay. Uh, just for sake of argument, we're going to take Zay Jones out of here. And we're going to put uh, Preston Williams in because he's six foot five. And he can go up and get it, and he gives yeah. us a little bit di- dynamic. I, I mean, where are you? Do- when are on the field? Are you doing that with Tyler Johnson if you go pick him up? See, yeah. that's that's where I'd start thinking if I'm the Jags. Maybe Casey. Maybe Casey's right. Maybe Tyler Johnson Probably. is a better receiver than Preston Williams. I just figured but out does why he offer your team something. I figured out why Preston got cut. His catch percent of his targets in the last three years is 50. Mm, oof. Yep, that's why Preston's not on the team. Not great. Not wow. good at all. 50%. Tyler Johnson, 66.7. Casey, how come you wouldn't go out and grab a Sony Michelle or a Philip Lindsay? You don't think we need the help in the uh, running back room? Philip Lindsay is what you got, not a goal linebacker. Sure. I, I mean, Sony Michelle, maybe. I just think Tyler Johnson has potential. I could be wrong. But, like, Sony Michelle, yeah, he could help you in the immediate, but mm-hmm. when James Robinson comes back... You know, whereas the Sony Michelle carries are probably non-existent. I think Tyler Johnson is a guy that could be on your team for a couple of years if you claim him. Yeah, that's a good point. That could be a long-term play, right? Uh, and, and that's how you got to look at some of this, too. Uh, and I've said that before because even Tim Jones or whoever you're keeping is Marvin Jones is here probably for a year. Like, this is it. So if you want to start looking down the road a little bit, you build the back end of that roster that could potentially be front-end. Uh, I'm not going to be mad at it. I'm just, I think it's a fair argument if I was in the room, be like, well, wait a minute. This guy gives us something we don't have. Is it worth taking a flyer on his catch percentage versus Tyler Johnson, who probably won't see the field? We got a chance to get this guy in the field more, at least in some situational football. Uh, and so anyway, I like, I like your pick. And I think a lot of the folks out there would agree with your pick. Uh Thank you, folks you, out there. Like, I would I would actually go with, like, give me a, the list of running backs that are out there now, and I'd start making a play for somebody, a veteran guy, uh, and, and not Duke Johnson, by the way. Uh, not Tevin Coleman. Uh, Marlon Mack. Tevin Coleman would interest me more than Sonny Michelle. I kind of forgot about Tevin Coleman. Not that I would – I'm not changing my pick. Well, doesn't Tevin Coleman do the same thing Etienne does? He can geese goal line a little bit. He's okay. bigger. All right. I mean, again, it's like, who do you want for two weeks? Sony Michelle or Tevin Coleman? Sony Michelle. Know? How about this? Let me throw this uh, left-handed tangent your way, this cog in the works. You dropped Rudy Ford. Do you go out and grab someone you know and get some reps on special teams? Well, that that's where they probably will build. You know, some of these guys, running back can play that role. Linebacker can play that role. Uh, really, a lot of the secondary positions could play that role. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised they try to upgrade there in special teams. But they've got to be – it's the more you can do now to, to make the roster and bump somebody else out. Yeah. You know, you've got to be pretty good. And we don't look at it that way. I think, like, the inside football people will. They'll be like, yeah, but this is why. This guy can also do this as a gunner Some on special teams there, yeah. or whatever else on punt block. Or, and we don't really look at the game, I think, all the time like that. But Tyler Johnson a special teamer? Do we have any idea? Probably because he he's a he receiver, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, seriously, like if you're going to be a back end receiver, you better be able to play special teams. Yeah. Like, is he good? Yeah. But I don't know if he's good. Like, I don't, heck, I don't know. Maybe special teams. Makes a good special. He only team. was on 19% of special team snaps last year. Interesting. Which means he's probably not that good. 
Evan Hope. Maybe that's why um, he's getting released. Sony Michelle's an interesting name because we know the name. But where's the game? He's now been cut by or traded from, what, the Rams to the Patriots? Or was he the Patriots uh, to the Rams? Backwards. Patriots right? to the Rams. Yeah. Patriots, yeah. To, Patriots the Rams. to the Rams. And now cut by the Dolphins? Yeah, he was only there for camp this year, I think. Yeah, so what's the problem with Sony Michelle? Like, I just don't see, think those they are have the ones where there. I ask. I'm like, all right, what's the problem then? I get it. I, th- I think on Miami, though, they're pretty settled in that uh, backfield. I think that's why they turned Drake away as well. Um, but Sony Michelle. I don't, I don't really get it. Coming out of college, I thought he was going to be a better pro than he, than he had been. He really wasn't used in New England. I was like, oh, you know, Belichick's going to Belichick. They don't really love to lean on running backs over there. Then he goes to the Rams and nothing. I was like, what? What happened to this guy? Yeah, I don't know. He just got beat out. Maybe he's just not. He, he, he is who I didn't think he was. There you go. Now, listen, I mean, so did Michelle to me. He carries intrigue. Again, I think because I know him. Like, yeah. I've seen him. I, I feel better about it. <laughs> you all right I over think there? he's watching soccer. I don't think that's about you. Was my mic on? No, but it was oh, loud Oh, we can enough. hear you, buddy. Okay, I was like, what Did the heck? Chelsea just <laughs> give up a goal? Yep, another one. Chelsea stinks, huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. They're trash. <laughs> I'd take my shirt, on if I, shirt off if I had another one. <laughs> Please don't. So let me give you some uh, Sony oh. Michelle numbers because they're all over the map, right? Like in his rookie year, which is where I think a lot of people saw the promise, it was in that touchdown number. Eight starts, 13 total games, 931 yards on 209 carries, so a four and a half average, six touchdowns. I didn't really get thrown the ball that much. Uh, the next year, seven touchdowns on similar carries and similar yards. The following year, I think he dealt with injuries, cut his carries by two thirds, cut his yards in half, had a huge average at 5'7, but only one touchdown. Goes to the Rams. Similar carries, 208, less yards in the 800s, 845, only four touchdowns. Different kind of offense, I guess. But this is who this guy is. Like, we're not going to see 1,300 yards from him. We're not going to see 400 yards from him. You know, five touchdowns-ish, 800 yards from the guy. Just bruising. Yeah, uh, we'll see if, I mean, uh, again, I wouldn't hate it because I'd be intrigued by it. But I also don't know if that's a direction they'll go. Yeah. Again, we don't get – got to be really careful to right now to get wrapped up in name recognition, I think. Um, I'd almost rather see a diamond in the rough that you feel like I haven't heard of as much versus the old big name that you're trying to hope still has something left in the tank this time of year. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, people get cut for various reasons. As situational play is, is always important. Maybe it's a better fit here than, than somewhere else. And uh, that, can, that can really change for people. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, there'll be a Jags announcement that will make me right. We'll, we'll be back on ESPN 690. <laughs> I think he's going to be on the quarterback carousel. I do. I, it is, it's lined up a lot of different ways. These things could happen. We just saw Jimmy Garoppolo re-sign with the San Francisco 49ers take a reduction. There's a no-trade clause. There also is a no-franchise tag clause. Who came from the San Francisco 49ers? McDaniel, the head coach. You think he has some familiarity with Jimmy Garoppolo? Let's start that rumor right now, Tyreek Hill. That is Keyshawn Johnson. Did he mean the Patriots? I wasn't really listening to him. Oh, Keyshawn was basically saying uh, Josh McDaniels has some familiarity with Garoppolo. Let's start that rumor. But he, I thought he said, who came from the 49ers? Mm. Like, I think uh, he's talking about Garoppolo on the Patriots. Well, uh, that's Keyshawn when. Johnson and part of KJM. 
Jay Williams, Max Kellerman in the morning, 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. on ESPN 690. Tony Baselli was on the show Tony Bo. this morning, so we might hear uh, from Tony about what he had to say to those guys. Brett Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz, ESPN 690 in the afternoon, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton, 6 until 7 p.m. Action Sports Shacks OT. And then uh, what's today? Tuesday? We got a shrimper game on the road at Gwinnett. Gwinnett. Shrimp going to get going now a few games back in the International League standings. Not many left, right? How many we were talking about? Talking about a month left. Actually, the season goes longer now in AAA than I had remembered. So it'll be all the way through the month of September. Uh, So I was right. (laughs) <laughs> Love being right. Now, wait a second, because yesterday you made sure to lay claim to your rightness as well. <laughs> you got a two-day streak here. Uh, did I? Like, what was I right about yesterday? I, I tried to block it out. I really don't remember. <laughs> I do remember you celebrating I don't celebrated know, you cut it, up though. something that uh, I was LaVisca Chenault wrong. <laughs> In all fairness, though, I, the way I cut it made it look like you were wrong. In actuality, you were like, uh, I don't think he's going to get traded. I would like to see it play out, but okay. That was good. That was a good clip last night, uh, yeah, yesterday. Let's do it, yeah. Makai Sargent gets waived. So the Jags do have three. Yep. Have three in their running back room. So they're keeping two kickers? Yes. <laughs> That's so crazy. Mm. Now, now, what does that say to you if you're McCourt? It says he'll be gone once we find somebody we want to claim. Really? I mean, like, what a lack of confidence you're showing in your guy. Well, McCourt, by the way, is... Uh, he's the front runner. So it really... You got to believe Verity is the guy that's gone, right? But he's not, right? That's what I'm saying. Verity will be gone when they find somebody they want. Yeah, to find yeah. yeah. Well, I know. I'm saying, I... what does it say to McCourt in that if he's the guy, why not just shed Verity? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure why they must really like Verity. Like, so what happens, I think, in these situations is you're always scouting other teams. Okay. You know, I mean, it's not like they just said, "Hey, let's see who's available today," and. Boom, we'll go get him on the waiver wire. Well, Jags have been looking at other kickers on other teams for the last month. Right. Knowing they have a kicking problem. <laughs> and the way this worked is, okay, Chargers wave McCourt. Boom, they give him a call. He comes on board. But they probably were also high. And my guess is Verity may have been higher on their board. And the Colts wave him. And they said, oh, shoot, we want to take a look at this kid, too. Let's bring him in. So that's why they brought him in on Friday, even though McCourt had went like eight for eight in practice. And you're like, hey, we might have our guy. And though, even though Verity misses a kick on Saturday, like, eh, but he's just here for like a day. I mean, we haven't really got a good look at it. We don't even know the kid. We don't even know how to say his name, whatever it is, all this stuff. So they keep him around and say, we're going to kick for the next couple of weeks and really see and make sure. Or... There's something that we don't go know that's going on with McCourt. Like he has a very slight injury, and they want to see how that manifests itself over the next couple of weeks. Like nobody had any idea. Who's the guy they cut? Uh, Fry. Nobody had any idea he had a groin injury. I mean, I was down on the sideline for that game, and nobody was talking about an injury to Fry until like two days later, and then he, they waived him because he had a groin injury. So my point, like I have no idea if McCourt's hurt. I mean, he was kicking in practice today, so I doubt he is. But – I, I'm I'm just guessing they're high on Verity. Yeah, they have to be. And, and they're, they don't want to <laughs> – they still don't trust their kicking situation to be like, wait, we're not just going to let this guy go just because we think we might have found the guy. Let's make sure we found the guy. We've both, he's only been here for a week. How embarrassing would that be if they thought they found the guy and it wasn't the guy and they had already let go of the other kicker and now they had to start all over again? Well, and that's what they're trying to avoid. I mean, look at – who was it, the Ravens? Did the Ravens – no, not the Ravens. 
uh, Carolina brought in. Well, the Ravens don't need to bring in a kicker, but uh, the Carolina Panthers brought in five guys. Five guys yesterday. You know like who a, one of them was? Yeah, it was Matthew Wright. Oh. Yeah. But that's, by the way, that's the, the first time. That's the first so. time, Casey, Matthew Wright's got a look from somebody else since he's been released from the Jags. That's fine. Isn't that weird? I mean, Casey, you, you should take credit for that. I mean, you Ryan can, Santoso was up true. with the Giants like a day after the Jags cut him. That's true. Yeah, he's a big cat, though. Just not I a lot of intelligent are, GMs as well. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think people are enamored with the size of Santoso. But, of course. By the way, Aaron, one of your, uh, your Jets is getting cut. Former third-round pick, Chuma... Edoka. Yep. Yeah, he's garbage. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> not your, not your, say that to his face. Yeah, I dare exactly. You. Yeah, he's a big cat, too. But somewhat of a turnstile. We'll go on without him. It'll be okay. We are so brave behind the microphone. <laughs> no offense, Chuma. No offense. Um, but anyway, isn't it? It's pretty wild, right? Yeah. That, that's just that a weird story. two kickers right now. It, it doesn't, they must really like this guy. Yeah. Is the point of it? So, so then, so then, if they do hypothetically, let's say you got it, let's say you nailed it with your thinking, your thought process. What next? When? Like, what well, are they yeah, waiting to really, see? They're not going to be able to see him in a game. I mean, in I two think two weeks. I would just say by next Tuesday, they're just going to let this play out a little, or maybe later in the week. Just they watch just it in practice. Kind of watch it in practice. See how it unfolds. Just make so sure, weird. make sure they feel good about their guy. To to avoid letting somebody go that they might feel pretty good about. Yeah. I mean, listen, we've seen Verity kick once and it, and he missed. Yeah. So we have no idea. Like, we don't feel as strongly from the outside as potentially they do on the inside. I just see a rumor on Twitter that McCourt was going to be on the Mask Singer next week. <laughs> so maybe they're <laughs> keeping it a couple of weeks. weeks. Yes, he might be gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, hey, you, got, you brought up a good topic the other day. I'm just going to spend a moment on it and uh, shift away from football for a second. Judge hits his 50th home run yesterday, so he's on pace for, what, like 63 now? And Pools hit 694 yesterday. So he's trying to get to 700. Yeah. You brought up the question, what's more fascinating? What is more interesting to you? KC baseball fan? Uh, Pools, I guess. Really? Yeah, I guess so. Just because of the longevity? Yeah. I think I, I think Aaron Judge well, must really be locked in on Chelsea. <laughs> no, I don't know how we got here. We got one minute left in the segment. You transit. I wasn't following fully what was happening. Well, you can you can uh, you can question and critique in our next meeting about my uh, my hosting skills. Uh-oh. But how about if we just like get a quick thought? Like, how about this? What's more exciting? How because about- it's about a minute topic. Well, I gave you my thought. Instead of that, why don't we bring another producer in to just sit behind Casey for the next two weeks? <laughs> While we evaluate what we've got on the roster. Good luck with that, because I know what you have on the roster here. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, so do I. Dumpster time. <laughs> so what are you more excited about? I, I, I'm more excited about Judge, but only because I find it really hard to get excited about the Albert Pujols thing when I'm just not finding it credible whatsoever. Wow, you, I, don't really... find, I don't find his career number credible. I certainly don't find this season's numbers credible, and I'm not... Like, I can't accuse anything. I don't have any evidence. But There's you nothing are. There. I'm using the eye test, though. And I'm looking at this guy going, he hasn't been able to do it for a while. Suddenly, he's not injured. He's out there swinging like he hasn't swung in five, six years. I'm just finding it hard to believe him. That's all. Well, I think the the one for, because it's a Yankee, going after Roger Maris's number. And then I think you can make the case the Sosa-McGuire-Bonds thing shouldn't count. You're not going to do that with 700 home runs. He's still not going to get past Hank Aaron. It would be interesting to finally have someone up there, not a steroids guy, 
with that record. Yeah, so I, I find myself more intrigued by Judge, and it's just kind of, all right, finish the race for Albert Pujols. Uh, we just finished an hour. We'll be back at 4 o'clock hour coming up next on ESPN 690. See that transition to a topic even got out on time, Casey. <laughs>